Hello and uh, welcome. Uh, very pleased to welcome back David Olson, Vice President of Europe and Asia at BlockFi. Hi, David. How are you? Hi, Paul. I'm very good. Thanks. Good. Thanks for coming back. Uh, so uh, you guys yourselves have been in the news recently. Um, we saw that you launched a, uh, a credit card, new credit card uh, with Visa, which offers uh, Bitcoin cash back, so to speak, or Bitcoin back, SATS back. Um, yeah. What, what, tell us a little bit about uh, how that came about and what's going on there. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's something uh, we're obviously thrilled about uh, to get over the line. It's been it's been in the works and there's been a lot of people behind the scenes, uh, you know, toiling away over the last year um, to get, you know, to get it launched. We, we have a wait list now where people can sign up uh, to get the card in, in, in Q1. And we've just seen thousands of people come on, on the wait list every day. Uh, and the card is it's a credit card, not a debit card. We've seen some other. Uh, companies in the space launch debit cards where um, users can can spend their crypto. Uh, from BlockFi's perspective, obviously, with our with our client based uh, being holders of long term holders or investors in in crypto, we thought the best fit was uh, a credit card where they can get Bitcoin rewards, and that's and that's really they want to collect more Bitcoin, not actually spend it. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. And I, I guess there's not much use for air miles these days, so. Uh, I think Bitcoin yeah, absolutely <laughs> holding Bitcoins definitely makes a lot more sense at the moment. So that's very cool. But when yeah. those, those um, when they as they earn their rewards, um, where, where are they actually held? The the Bitcoins is that a kind of a, so, a, a, a yes. wallet? Exactly. So it's tied in with with BlockFi's platform. So client will they'll open an account with BlockFi and then have uh, the Bitcoin placed into the into the BlockFi account. Um, and just, just, and then they can start to earn interest on that. So they get a Bitcoin reward and then they get interest on top of, of the Bitcoin reward, which is, um, you know, better, <laughs> yeah. better than, better than most, uh, you know, scenarios definitely. that you could better than your average high street financial bank account. account. Uh, yeah. Definitely. No, like, um, it, uh, but, uh, uh, where, and where, uh, what jurisdictions does it cover at the moment? Um, um so, in the UK, can I get one? Yeah, unfortunately, not yet. So it's only offered in the U.S. So, but we do want people internationally to sign up uh, on the wait list so that we can see where the demand is and where what where you know we should launch next, and our and our next steps should be. Okay, cool, very cool. Um, and so uh, back to the uh, back to the bread and butter stuff. Uh, what are we seeing in the lending markets now? Uh, how have things changed or adjusted over the last few weeks? Sure. So we saw the dramatic move up in Bitcoin to all-time highs, and dollar rates followed that move up uh, with rates skyrocketing uh, for dollar borrows, um, and also reflected in the fu- in the futures premium uh, across in the CME and other and other overseas exchanges. Um, with Bitcoin pulling back, we've seen uh, we've seen the futures premium come in, but dollar rates have remained persistently high. Um, on the coin borrowing side for hedging or for, or for shorting, we haven't seen a lot of action. It was quiet, obviously, during the run-up. Uh, and it's still quiet, which is, uh, you know, if you just look at it from a technical standpoint, is, is somewhat of a bullish indicator. Uh, we're seeing retail still very interested in, in financing crypto and, 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 and leveraging uh, their crypto for, for various reasons or, or to, you know, to, to buy more for, or for other uses, which is... Uh, you know, which we're also, you know, seeing as, as somewhat of a bullish indicator as well. Sure. And I guess um, obviously the story of the last few months has been about more institutional adoption. Um, we've seen those metrics from exchanges where kind of uh, 
Um, you know, uh, buy orders have been coming in and then quickly followed by um, Bitcoin's being removed from exchanges. So indicating that that's long term holders uh, coming into the market um, with your uh, on the institutional side. Are you seeing those same people happy to immediately loan out those coins as well? Is that putting pressure on the rates? Uh, is that becoming just a, a natural strategy for people? I think to some to some extent to some extent yes, but I, I I think that a number as particularly as we get to the end of the year, uh, the institutions with the with the run up sort of step to the sidelines because they didn't want to get steamrolled at least the the market maker community, um, and then you're also seeing an effect of institutions just sort of cleaning up their balance sheets for year end, uh, so so right now we're seeing somewhat more of a retail driven market, right uh, at the moment. Okay, and now um, now that we kind of have kind of building up some kind of uh, data points because obviously the lending market is relatively new still. Um, are we seeing these as good indicators in terms of what the the rates are, are telling us in terms of direction of the market, um, in terms of like the U.S. dollar lending rate versus Bitcoin lending rate? Yeah. So in the last in the last run up when we had the small pullbacks uh, and the futures basis came down, dollar rates remained persistently high. Um, so it seems like it's a bullish indicator. Obviously, in the, at BlockFi, we're, we're somewhat selling picks to the miners, so we don't make directional calls. Uh, but that's but that's what it seems to be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting stuff. So um, the other thing we were going to look at this week is around volatility. Uh, something we're discussing this uh, this week on the show as well, because uh, Crypto Compare have uh, just launched uh, a Bitcoin VIX, the first proper Bitcoin VIX index. Um, so, um, obviously, again, institutions coming in, looking for better hedging, hedging strategies. So volatility is uh, you know, something they look at, and uh, hopefully there'll be more instruments where they can, they can hedge that volatility going forward. Uh, what are you seeing here? And uh, maybe looking against tech stocks in general, how, how's Bitcoin comparing this year? It, yes. The, so we have uh, a chart, uh, actually, that our research team put together in a, in a small piece as well. Uh, just for our institutional investor base and some of the, the crypto curious firms uh, that we're talking to comparing uh, FANG stock volatility uh, to Bitcoin's volatility. And what you can see is that there's a long-term trend of Bitcoin's volatility coming down uh, in line, below or in line with, with FANG stocks, um, which obviously gives the institutional community more comfort. Uh, so you've got that kind of the press and the headlines uh, and even implied vols at say 80 to 100 uh, percent, realized historical vols peaked in March at 120 percent, and have come down, and at times even touched uh, touched 20. Um, and so you know probably from your option trading days, you divide the annualized volatility by 16 to get the daily moves. So right now Bitcoin's moving in sort of a one or one or two percent average uh, move. Uh, whereas, you know, in, in the March volatility would have implied, you know, five or six percent uh, or more daily moves. Um, but Bitcoin's implied volatility, what the volatility that people think it will be is much higher. Um, so I think I think this is it's a really good uh, it's a really good piece to, to point out to investors that actually Bitcoin trades a lot like uh, it is a new it is a new technology and it's benefited from that. Uh, from that trend in the market, uh, and it's and it's trading, you know, at a, below or in line with with Fang stocks. And what about gold? Because we've had this story that you know is is Bitcoin finally replacing gold as the safe haven asset and the kind of inflation hedge? Um, what's it looking like now against gold? Yeah, so we looked back at, at the the last three months. You can see a pretty 
uh, wide disparity in performance between between Bitcoin and gold with with Bitcoin, even with the recent pullback outperforming gold um, and a real rotation or at least the rotation in sentiment as we're seeing it. Some of the, the family offices that we talked to who are then this is kind of anecdotal, but still points to to a trend. Some of the family offices that we talked to that are involved in gold mining are now saying, actually, we think we need to move into uh, Bitcoin and perhaps Bitcoin mining, uh, given given that its status as a reserve asset is becoming more solidified. Right. Uh, so it's yeah, so really so really interesting from from sort of the bottoms up, and then obviously it's been in in the press quite a bit um, that you know so-called digital natives or millennials uh, are more uh, are more uh, entranced or uh, more you know taking a better liking to, to Bitcoin for their portfolios and for diversification than, uh, uh, than gold. Yeah, absolutely. And with their, uh, with their BlockFi credit card stacking sats, yes. it makes yeah. more sense in the long run. No, yeah. Great stuff. David, fascinating as always. Thank you so much for joining us again. Um, and look forward to having you back in the new year. Uh, wishing you and the team a, a very happy and healthy holidays as well. So we look forward to seeing you soon. Great. Thanks, Paul. You too. Thanks. Cheers.